0: Good morning. I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for January 24th, 2022. The next few days are going to be absolutely critical for determining whether we're going to be engaged in a new war, which could be a nuclear war between the West and Russia, or whether we will find an accommodation based on an agreement to accept the demands of Russia's President Putin that there be security guarantees for Russia regarding the situation in Ukraine. Now, as we come to this countdown moment, once again, we see the British hand pushing toward war. This is not unusual. The British have done this repeatedly over the last century, and I'm going to review that in a moment. But let's look at the most recent provocation coming from the United Kingdom. There was a statement issued over the weekend by the UK Foreign, Commonwealth and Development Office, used to be the Colonial Office. And the statement is titled, Kremlin plan to install pro-Russian leadership in Ukraine exposed. Now, according to the report, the British intelligence has evidence that the Russians plan to install a pro-Russian leader in Kiev, as they're determining whether or not they're going to invade. This sounds like a reverse Maidan. Remember, it was the West that overthrew an elected government in the uh, President Yanukovych, who was forced to flee because of a uh, uprising in the Maidan Square that was organized and orchestrated by the U.S., the British, and people like George Soros and others. So now they're saying the Russians are planning to do the same. Now the report has a quote. Uh, We have information that Russian intelligence services maintain links with numerous former Ukrainian politicians, unquote. Well, how does that provide evidence of a coup in planning? They give some names of the Ukrainian politicians, and then they say that Russian intelligence maintains contact with those names, and the intelligence officers involved in that are also involved in planning the attack on Ukraine. So they claim they know who's organizing the attack on Ukraine, which they say is going to happen, and who is in the, the same people are involved in planning to bring in a new government in Ukraine that would be favorable to Russia. Then the report quotes Foreign Secretary Liz Truss, who says, quote, this shines a light on the extent of Russian activity designed to subvert Ukraine and is an insight into Kremlin thinking." Well, no, Liz, actually it shows that the British are up to their old tricks. It gives new insights into how the British think about the world. First of all, there's no evidence presented that there's such a plan. It comes from the usual anonymous sources. Secondly, it comes at a point when the British are escalating their pressure on Russia, sending in weapons, uh, deploying soldiers and special forces to train Ukrainians, where their Black Sea fleet is very active in maneuvers and so on. Uh, Third, it comes at a point when there's resistance emerging within NATO to the British plan to confront Russia over Ukraine, especially from Germany and even from France, from the Germans in particular, where they're saying that uh, there should be a, the German wishes Germany wishes to play a moderator role to try to prevent a war from occurring. And finally, it comes in a moment of concern that Biden may be backing away from confrontation, that he may not be committed to it. Now, the, at the same time, you see the degree to which the British public is being prepared for a war. The Daily Telegraph has an article talking about how Boris Johnson considers the situation, quote, gravely serious, unquote. And that it says, quote, his resolve has hardened. Then it quotes a source who said the whole of Whitehall, which is the British Foreign Office, is ramping up preparations to address the current threat and prepare for any escalation. Well, what are they ramping up? A false flag operation to provoke the Russians to move into the Donbass, uh, which would be a justification for more sanctions and possibly military confrontation? They have to look at the British history in the recent period to get a sense of, of the role that they play. I mean, we could go back to pre-World War I where they orchestrated the establishment of the Triple Entente through agreements with France and then with Russia, to deploy against Germany as part of their operation to break up the potential of a French-German-Russian alliance in Eurasia, which would have undermined significantly the British control of the seas as the central feature of international trade. They brought the United States in on their side. Uh, In World War II, the British were instrumental, key British networks, including Montague Norman, the head of the Bank of England, in orchestrating the rise of Hitler. But let's then look at the recent period, January 1991, where Thatcher said she had to, quote, stiffen the spine, unquote, of President George H.W. Bush to get him to proceed with Operation Desert Storm, the uh, invasion of Iraq. In March 2003, MI6 fabricated uh, evidence of Saddam possessing weapons of mass destruction, and Blair delivered that, then Prime Minister Tony Blair delivered that to the Bush-Cheney administration, who used that to argue in the UN for a coalition to attack Iraq and eventually bring down Saddam's government. Then you have the whole role of the... British in March 2018 in the Skripal affair. Porton Downs claiming they had evidence that Novichok was used to try to kill a Russian defector. No evidence again was ever presented. A similar event happened with the Navalny affair where the Russians were accused of trying to poison a dissident Navalny uh, and it was the British who supposedly confirmed that it was Novichok. You also had Of course, in April 2018, the lies from the White Helmets, the so-called non-governmental Organization for Humanitarian Concerns, which claimed that they had evidence that the Syrian government launched a chemical weapons attack in Douma. Over and over and over, the British are out front, provoking confrontation, prodding the United States to act. Now, the question is today, what will Biden do? The Warhawks are pushing. They want a confrontation. They want something. There's some of them are saying we should have sanctions before Russia does anything. That, that's a provocation. Now, Biden is repeating their mantra. He's saying the Russians are masked, the troops are there, they may invade, and if they do, we will punish them. But then he's also said we will not commit ourselves to a war over Ukraine. Uh, he's also said there's no imminent membership coming to Ukraine into NATO, uh, and he now has, after the Blinken-Lavrov talks last Friday, the United States is saying we will deliver a written response to Putin's request for these two treaties, which would, with the U.S. and with NATO, which would serve to protect Russian security. Now, we don't know what they're going to say on that, and the one thing we do know is they said they do not want these documents made public, which may be a concern over that they have over what the British will do. Given the way things work in Washington, it's pretty certain that someone at the Washington Post or CNN will get a hold of these documents even before the Russians see them. Now, what's behind this even more compelling is this Russian-Chinese alliance. Now, the West is saying it's a military alliance. We now might have to fight both of them instead of one at a time. But what we're really seeing is an economic alliance for Eurasian integration based on principles of investment in physical economy, uh, massive infrastructure projects, joint work not only in Eurasia, but also in South Asia and in Africa. This is the threat The same threat that caused the British to launch World War I, the idea that they will lose control of international trade and finance, and it will instead shift to an Asian base for which the United States would be perfectly suited to join, as opposed to being kept on a leash as a snarling dog on a British leash. This would undermine the City of London's power internationally. And that's what this fight is really all about. It has nothing to do with the Donbass or Kiev. That's the provocation. The February 2014 revolution was the trigger for an escalated provocation against Russia. But the Russians have handled themselves very well diplomatically. They have a military capability. They have most of the cards in terms of Ukraine. Uh, it's unlikely that NATO countries want to be involved in a war to defend the corrupt oligarchic regime of Ukraine. And so the question is, can we find a way to avert war? And I'd urge people to go to the theschillerinstitute.com to watch the seminar that we had last Saturday on the title, A Difference in Leadership, Can a War with Russia Still Be Averted? One of the speakers is the first Deputy Representative of the UN Permanent Mission for the Russians at the United Nations, uh, who delivered a very clear picture of Russian thinking. And we had other presentations that filled out the picture. This is the kind of intelligence the American people need that, that the Schiller Institute is providing, not the lies and yellow journalism that comes from our historic enemies in the United Kingdom uh, in the City of London. So thanks for joining me go to the and watch that and I'll be back again tomorrow